0: Willow Creek Springs presents Healthy Living with your host, Joe Grumbine. All right, well, good morning and welcome to the Healthy Living Podcast. I'm Joe Grumbine and I will be your host. And uh, I have a really special guest with us for the first time today. And her name's Shelly Beats. And Shelly and I have been working together now for a few months. Actually, it's Mm -hmm. time's flipping by pretty quick, but we've been working together on our Gardens of Hope project. And uh, Shelly comes to us with a wealth of resources and a wealth of um, ideas and experiences involving healthy living and uh shelly welcome to the show how are you doing today i'm
1: great thank you for having me
0: well let's get rid of this background (laughs) because it bothers the heck out of me but it just makes it to where Hmm. we have some consistency with the show all right now welcome to the real world where we're actually sitting here but we have willow
1: creek springs so that's exciting
0: exactly we are so shelly you and i you came to me through a mutual friend liz mcduffie who is actually the very first, the very first person who ever interviewed for this podcast, but she ended up not liking it. We talked it. So, oh, and she uh, hasn't been back to record another episode okay. yet. So anyways, but Liz brought us together and, mm-hmm. um, you come to us though, with a wealth of experience that has to do with health and healthy living. Mm-hmm. The way I understand it, you lost a bunch of weight at one point, Yes. um, most of your life, you have a plant-based diet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've helped lots of people better their lives mm-hmm. and their their uh, quality of life. Uh, you're a runner. You've yep. got all kinds of, uh, of, of experience with regards to health and food and practices. And we'll, we have lots of time in the future to go into some of these things more mm-hmm. specifically. This first episode, I'd like just okay. to Meet Shelly. Let's uh let's hear in your words what brings you here and, and you know some of the things that you're would like to talk about. Of course, everybody always calls while I'm in the middle <laughs> of the show. It never fails. The phone won't ring for an hour and then all of a sudden I start a show it's, and it's it that time. Blows. Yeah, We're open so for
1: business now. Tell us about
0: yeah. Shelly. How are you doing?
1: Well, you actually have you hit the highlights okay. perfectly. I it's actually been a lifelong exploration, and mm-hmm. I would say um you're absolutely correct. I have throughout my life been heavier. I've I learned a lot of bad habits from family members in terms of my health. And so basically what happened in my later years is I started to explore things that were going to make my life healthier, longer, and, and to to experience the later years when things weren't as easy to recover um from so isn't it
0: funny like when we're kids we do all the stupid things Mm -hmm. that are going to shorten our life correct and then hopefully at one point along the way you're like oh wait a minute this i can't keep this up forever i need to change my ways you know repent and be saved or whatever and and uh you know hopefully you catch it soon enough and you don't end up in full-blown diabetes and bad addiction habits Correct. and the, the the road that so many people go down but clearly you caught yourself in time
1: well I was always an athlete that was that was probably my saving grace is that I've, I've been an athlete I started martial arts when I was nine nice and run I, I wasn't a runner right away I was a bicycler but I've always enjoyed activities and being active and that saved me I think Good. that's really if there's any lesson you can take is that you got to keep moving mm-hmm. whatever that movement is because it does get harder you may think you're the 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 exception to the rule it gets harder and there is a point at which you don't bounce back as quickly so i well, did that's start that's the running. biggest
0: thing i noticed is you know i trust me i was ruthless on myself mm-hmm. as a kid and 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 all the way through my 20s you know and i i, I beat myself up i ate terrible mm-hmm. I didn't sleep. I did drugs and alcohol. Yeah. I, I I stayed up all night. Yeah. I, I worked my ass off, but that was the one positive yes. thing I had going was that I exercise, not like and go to the gym, but mm-hmm. I, I work construction. I run up and down ladders. I I was always moving, you know, yeah. and I'm a spaz anyway. So <laughs> it keeps me always moving. But that was the only thing I think that kept me okay.
1: I think what people may underestimate though is what you just said. Exercise doesn't have to be because you get on a bicycle or you go and lift weights in oh, a gym. No. It's about movement, really. And it's about if you're if you're working in construction, you're lifting heavy, heavy items. Oh, yeah. That's weightlifting. Big period. Thing. So it's not but it gets harder to do that without supplementing it and, and treating your body right because the aches and pains and the recovery time, it just gets It that gets longer and longer. The recovery is much, much more difficult. And and to be honest with me, uh, with you, the one of the things that kind of changed my trajectory was seeing kind of my future. Honestly, my mother Mm -hmm. was the example of what not to do, and her sister was an example of what not to do. And when I saw a picture of of the three of us standing next to one (laughs) another. (laughs) It, I have to say, the camera
0: it doesn't terrified lie.
1: Terrified me. It really, really did. And that was a wake-up call. But that wasn't the kick that I needed to kind of change. I, as as extreme as it may sound, her passing of preventable diseases is what made me change. Yeah, it's what made me. I I started to lose the weight. I did it very slowly. I didn't. I had yo-yo dieted on my whole life. If there was a diet out there, <laughs> I did it. But I started to take care of myself. I exercised more regularly. I ate. I changed my eating completely. And that was because I saw my future. Mm-hmm. I really did. And it and it was terrifying. It really was. I, I could have very easily followed her example. She taught me so much in my life. Good. But that was the thing that stuck <laughs> with me. And it
0: what not to do?
1: Not to do. Yeah. So I started studying um nutrition. i I really started to I think it also came around when the internet was available. Mm-hmm. and you could start looking at people and athletes and what they were doing. and sure. I really started to follow their. Example of this is how I recover. This is what I do once when I do this. And I was starting to, I've always done extreme traveling where it's not about going on a vacation, it's about um, climbing a mountain or something. So I started looking at people who did those activities or activities that I wanted to do for the rest of my life, Mm -hmm. including ultra marathons. That was one of the things I really wanted to do. So I followed people and I just took their examples and I did my own study. I didn't just pick somebody and go, well, that's what I'm going to do, right. because that's foolish too. you. Right, can, right. You're not I'm them. Good. I am not them. Yeah. I don't have eight hours a day that I'm devoting because I am not a professional. I right, get right. paid for that. So I had to fit my schedule into my working schedule, too, but make sure that it was a balance sure. again. And so and that led me to changing the way I eat creating foods uh, uh having a relationship with food that was very different than when i was growing up i actually resented this is sound may sound strange i resented eating because it took time and it wasn't it wasn't enjoyable to wow. me i now f- i
0: got the opposite of that I, wow. I would give my whole life to eating if i could i love it and everything about it and if it didn't destroy me from eating too much i mean i it's one of my greatest joys
1: it's it is now one of my okay good i i also that was something i learned um to appreciate through
0: didn't uh, help me to love to eat so much but
1: but it's it's what you change about what you're eating i mean yeah okay did i love to Did I love to eat ice cream at two o'clock in the morning? (laughs) Of
0: course. just until that
1: moment and then it was over with and then I moved on. But now looking at food in terms of really preparation and the love that can go into it and the art that you can make it, it can be very, very simple. If you have no time and you just have to create a meal and you go home, but you're eating good food, Mm -hmm. there's a way that you feel differently. There's an energy about it and it's an energy that it's provided to you and I have really come to appreciate that from food which brings me to the gardens of hope and and the energy that comes from the food that's growing there and the microgreens and the and the vegetables and everything that comes from the ground and not it it's it's feeding me from the inside Mm -hmm. and that feeds my eyes it's it's something beautiful to look at but i lost the weight um it's never, it's never perfect. You still struggle to sure. go up and down, but I know it's an ongoing
0: to- process. It's like, you know, part. I've always thought, you know, if I, if I have to be a slave to it, then it might be more work than it's worth. Yeah. But if I can work with it and get the benefit without exactly. it owning me, mm-hmm. you know, I'm still a A rebellious teenager in my head and when you tell me you can't do this like I did one thing where I can't do it ever again and that's tobacco I I I consciously made a choice when I was 26 and made a vow to my Mm -hmm. creator and I will never do what I did then and that's it that's the one thing I can't do correct and yet with food and all of the things that you know the habits Mm -hmm. that I've developed I've i say, well, if I'm with friends and family and I want to break it for a time, yeah. that's fine. You just got to go and pay the price, whatever that is, Correct. and get back to it.
1: It's about balance. Right. It's going to be about balance, but you're right about paying the price. If you knowingly go into something, yes, there's a price to pay, but you can also then take that back or undo hopefully what damage that you do. You don't go overboard and become excessive and what what's happening, but it also- But it's not
0: fair because like- the the effort that it takes to lose a pound mm-hmm. <laughs> is nothing like the effort it takes to gain a pound. Correct. Like I can gain That's... a pound just having a good time in a and a fat hamburger with somebody mm-hmm. and it might take me a couple of days of hard work yes. and fasting to lose that thing and and that also
1: doesn't get easier as you get no winter. it doesn't yeah yeah it's, you
0: think oh i've been doing it for so long yes, it's easy it's like yes. even the cold and the heat and all that it's like you just sit there and you got to brace yourself yeah. for it like, okay here we go i gotta mm-hmm. go do this thing which i'll feel better when i'm done sure. but dang i don't really want to do it right now
1: there's an acceptance that you have to come to realize yeah. that, that it's yeah. maybe you will not go back to what you were at 35 yeah. but you're going to be the best at whatever 50 67 whatever right. and I, it also ties into pain management. That's the other thing, because the sports that I was doing, there is a lot of recovery that's involved and it is, it can be painful. You can either overtrain, get hurt, just the, the sheer feeling of what muscle um, fatigue is. It may feel good because you know, it's a good muscle fatigue, but it's still, so so. I can't walk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't matter why I can't walk. I yeah. still can't walk. So you recover from that. But then that that led me into, this is a long way of coming back to how I met Liz. I started to, um, at run expos, there were people who were, this was in the, the time when CBD was just in its infancy. Mm-hmm. And I would go to these run expos and they might have put some CBD into a cream. Try this. And I would rub it on my legs. And, and it would help for recovery. Mm -hmm. And so that, that ultimately was another tool in addition to studying nutrition and also having the, I've I've trained people for running marathons. I've trained, I used to huge horseback riding. All of that was just another tool to add. And that's what led me to becoming a medical cannabis practitioner. I became a cannabis coach. I I've done several other, um, so
0: what does that mean? A medical cannabis practitioner
1: is understanding the the history of the cannabis plant, of the usage, of the changes of the 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 laws that regulate it now, the changing of those laws, all the way down to the actual components of the complaint of the plant, and and how we're learning more and more about it. But that there are studies that will show evidence that the cannabis plant can do this or it can do that, and. Really knowing then how to dose it for okay. people as well, and understanding that maybe the the way that I utilize it is not not necessarily the way that it's going to be most effective for somebody else. So understanding their specific needs and how so dosing um and really just grow understanding that that is a another, in addition to um for example, inflammation, that's one of the huge things that our body, can can suffer from because there's so many things out there that are actually right. causing inflammation. just
0: like gaining weight everything it, causes inflammation
1: correct and so there are a number of ways that you can um eliminate that and 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 cannabis and cbd in them, mm-hmm. and, and that is a tool to do that and i i spent the good first i would say i don't want to say 30 years but it's at least 30 years of taking Advil and ibuprofen for all wow. of the aches and pains that I had. And I was over-medicated, wow. self-medicated and over-medicated. And I, at some point, and it took me a very, very, it took me 30, maybe more years to, if I took an Advil or an ibuprofen, now I was taking I was taking prescription strength and I would take triple the dose for a week at a time Yikes. in some cases. Wow. There would be just pain that would come from taking that and I couldn't do it anymore. That was also tied into as I got older, my body just rejected it. I it was I was completely intolerant to any kind of pain medications that in, in that regard. And I didn't take the prescription, the really high, high dose. This was this is what I used to just maintain. Wow. It was so damaging. I'm surprised I have a liver, honestly. Well, you know what's crazy
0: <laughs> is one of the ingredients that I work with called NAC is FDA came (laughs) off, came down on it last year. Mm -hmm. And they says, well, you can't have it anymore. And I was like, why? And they says, oh, well, we've determined that it's now a drug. Uh. And it's used for Tylenol overdose. And that's the antidote for Tylenol overdose is this naturally occurring compound that we use for respiratory support and other other helpful inflammatory issues. And, oh, but now that it's considered to be an official drug, yep. the FDA is trying to keep it from us, but some of us don't care. Yeah. We're just going to do what we're going to do. And there's a battle going on about it right now. So
1: Nobody cared that I was taking upwards of 1200 to 1800 milligrams of ibuprofen a day. Oh, that's because the drug companies tears, were making money off of, of your legal... Uh,
0: commerce yes. I mean, you know this is totally legal the fda said it's all right
1: and i was doing it and then my thank goodness my body rejected in a in a and at least a it, it kill was you first correct yeah. exactly i got a warning
0: sometimes you just get that rejection notice uh, and,
1: and it's it done. comes with a
0: coffin yes, yeah. yes.
1: but I, I got a warning and i could not tolerate it i couldn't keep it down wow. anymore um and you you speak of pharmaceuticals. My that was another thing. My mother, if it was a pharma pharmaceutical drug, right, because it was given to her by a doctor, yeah, yeah. that was fine. Uh-huh. She was anti anything else, and she All was right. part the of the era, right. But so yeah, that was, and, the, and it
0: just so happens that was the era where the green companies got involved in nutrition, yep. and the pharmaceutical companies got involved in. The medical um, education and it was magic better living through chemistry Correct. right
1: and she had eat some an...
0: margarine eat some oh, cornflakes a little uh, whole milk on top of that or skim milk even better oh yeah you know white water a little powder milk <laughs> and uh, man you'll be you'll be healthy forever exactly and if it hurts we'll go take some drugs go we to... got a doctor they'll hook you we right do... up we have something for <laughs> that right
1: there But that led me to seek alternatives because Mm -hmm. I couldn't tolerate it anymore. And the good, the good thing is I never, I think it's because I couldn't function. I mean, I still, I worked all the time and I had to be present. So I had to eliminate the pain, but yet I couldn't take something that was going to alter my mind in in a way. So the Vicodins, the really, you know, extreme drug. I also was not recovering from surgeries. I mean, I, I was. I was healthy enough. Yeah. I was healthy enough to keep going. And then that just became more and more and more and more difficult. And then I I had to seek alternatives. It was, it was either or you, you do this and you keep going or you don't. And then that was going to, and again, my mother was the example of what happens when Mm -hmm. you don't keep, keep on top of it. And I, I believe in my heart, unfortunately that had there been intervention um it may have been too late by the time and she she passed at 72 and there was literally nothing that she was doing that she couldn't have with the right intervention went through the same maintained. thing with
0: my dad yeah. he died at 70 and it was all avoidable yeah and he was a surgeon and he knew better and,
1: and see he, and my mother knew better too yeah. she was a, she was a she worked at the va yeah. she was a psychologist i mean they all know what's right for everybody else, but yeah. they really look internally and at exactly. themselves.
0: Yeah, and- by himself, Yeah. and myself, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, I think we've got, we've spun out our, our allotted okay. time for this first episode, but it's a, a pleasure to open up this door. Yeah. I suspect we got a lot to talk about. Definitely. And if somebody wants to get, yeah, you do, um, you do coaching, I do health, health you coaching, do
1: all of that. And so training. Uh-huh. This is
0: sort of your little plug spot. So why don't you tell us how does somebody get a hold of Shelly if they want to? clean from your experience or consult or book okay. uh, a session. So
1: I've had since uh twenty fifteen I've I've had Shelly and you can go there and you can look at my website and or you can um, email me at shellybateswellness@gmail.com wellness at gmail for information and that and that's be- also
0: in the link correct we've got put up there for you
1: and so. that's that's for information about food or pain management using willow creek springs products
0: (laughs) fantastic all right shelly well it's been a pleasure i'm looking forward to doing this again and this has been joe grumbine with healthy living podcast brought to you by willow creek springs thanks for joining us